In my past life, attending industry trade shows was always a great way to meet everyone in the industry, especially customers. This week, no exception. In Destin, Florida, the Southeast Vending Association holds its annual regional event. Vending machine operators, micro-market providers, software service providers, consumer packaged goods companies from Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Tennessee. <laughs> Call it a who's who in the unattended retail industry where these folks get to show off the latest and the greatest. Call it a technological showcase designed for the self-service unattended retail space. Welcome to my Resilience Podcast. I'm your host, the one and only Cecil Ledesma, coming to you from Austin, Texas. It's beautiful here. So let's set the stage. Celebrating its 14th year, this 2019 Southeast Vending Association Convention will host six states. The expected attendance of over 250 participants, operators, and the like. There are 50 operator companies represented here. Let's talk about numbers. SIVA operators represent about $400 million in sales volume, 1,500 routes, 60,000 machines, beverage snack machines, and many more. Sounds impressive, and it is. But are you truly taking advantage of being in that one place with all that buying power? How do you network at an event with this kind of firepower? How do you take advantage of customers and prospects collectively being in one place? I have ideas. Let's get after it. So, my number one tip for networking, besides the traditional advice that you already know, come prepared. Know your industry statistics. If you want to be cool, you can say know your industry stats. Revenues in the industry grew 7% on average. 2018 was a record-breaking year for operators. That's great news. New businesses, new services, boosted sales, and were leading drivers of success, especially in the micro-markets, office coffee service, slash pantry segments. The combined percentage of sales for these two categories produced 25% of the $23.5 billion in revenue for the entire industry. That's up a billion dollars in additional revenue for 2018, if you compare that to 2017. That's pretty significant. The industry revenue in billions, when you look at 2009, just for comparison, at 19.85, 19.85 
billion dollars. That's industry revenue in billions compared to 2019, the projected $23.5 billion in revenue. You can see this steep trajectory, this growth that this industry is experiencing is pretty phenomenal. We want to talk micro markets alone. The percentage of operators that reported adding locations jumped to 86%. Micro markets, we're going to talk about that. Now, in terms of conversions, a lot of these locations have vending machines, they have cafeterias. Are they converting? Yeah, you're, you're seeing a lot of vending machines converted into micro markets, cafeteria spaces, cafeterias to micro markets, micro market hybrids that allow both cashier checkout during peak hours and self checkout for the rest of the day. That makes total sense to me. And what's the rationale behind this? This type of service saves a location moolah money saves the location money while offering an employee benefit. I agree. Micro markets continue to have a better customer perception than vending machines. I tend to agree. And the growth, this one's off the charts. The industry added approximately 1658 micro markets in 2018. And these are according to operator responses that were included in this survey. Manufacturing represented 47% of the micromarket locations in 2018. So, word to the wise, manufacturing produces great micromarket locations or you wouldn't see these kinds of numbers. Hotels, hospitals, retail establishments, great fertile ground, they had their share of increases. Now, operators get very serious when it comes to placement of micro markets and they choose selection. They make their selections on these locations very carefully. The number of smaller locations served by a micro market continues to rise. In 2018, the percentage of operators who reported that their smallest micro market locations had fewer than 50 people increased to 40%. And that's up from 26.7% the year before. What about the popularity of tablet based checkout systems or mobile checkout at markets makes smaller locations more viable options as well. There is more innovation being made by technology suppliers in serving these smaller markets. What about payments? Don't get me started on cashless. I know cashless. There were also payment systems on vending machines that can act as a scanner for nearby snacks or food taking the place of a kiosk. The future will be in utilizing these hybrid technologies. That's a lot of numbers I'm throwing your way. Here's more. Estimated total 
vending machines, the estimated total number of vending machines. Take a guess. In 2016, if you said roughly three and a half million machines, I'd say you're spot on. In 2018, that number was not 3.5 million machines. It was a little over 2 million machines. The percentage of vending machines that accept cashless payments, I'd say it's about 59%. Not bad. And here's what's bad. The percentage of operators having no cashless devices on any machines, 9.1%. Cashless payment service providers, this is what I'm talking about. Knowing that this low percentage of operators that have no cashless, no one's ever maybe convinced them that cashless has an impact. Now you have ammo, you have ammunition to go after these conversations. Have them, have those conversations. Micro market locations continue to astound. Statistics from 2012 tells me there were 2,642 active micro market locations in the US. In 2018, take a guess, time's up, 25,339. Quickly do the math and you'll see that this is happening faster than the speed of sound. But I digress. Next topic that I think is important to carry in your back pocket is around loss prevention. And the most common loss prevention techniques as a percentage rates the following. When operators were asked, how do you safeguard? How do you prevent? How do you guard against loss? And, and, and what loss prevention techniques do you use in your business? Number one, regular market inventory came in at 80%. Other techniques, higher loss prevention employee, screen showing concealed orders, signage about theft in market area, camera feed displayed above kiosk, and on and on and on. But regular market inventory at 80% tells me I would get with software service providers. I can think of one in Atlanta, Georgia. Pretty amazing stuff that they do there regular market inventory. They will be the greatest solution for loss prevention. Get a hold of them now. Company starts with G. I'll say no more. So, VMS. Statistics I have around VMS. What are what what is it? Vending management systems picked up a few percentage points in 2018 as well in its ranking. 
always going to be important. Now, there are 70%, more than 70% of operators use a system to analyze product sales data and, and better create profitable planograms. That's good, more than 70% of operators. Connected vending machines using telemeters to collect data are now used by 41% of operators. And these are just the folks that responded to this survey, which is still an increase over the last two years. You want usable statistics? Pay attention to this. More than a third of operators still recorded product sales manually, manually in 2018. Folks, that is paper and pencil. That is pen and paper or scratch pad or wherever you choose to use a pencil. So this shows additional room for technological growth. Take advantage of that. Operators are still recording their product sales manually out of vending machines. They are manually counting product. This has to change. It's 2019, soon to be 2020, and there should not be room for counting stuff by hand. There's great software companies, there's good software companies, pick and choose. But these customers are there in Destin waiting for you to talk to them. Go find them. So enough with statistics. The next advice for networking a trade show, networking in Destin, would be your elevator pitch. What is it that you do? Now, I'm going to be very very deliberate with what I say here because you don't want to wing this opportunity to really focus and frame what it is that you do that separates you from the pack. Pain. Paint a graphic picture of the pain or the problems that the vending operator is experiencing. First, the assumption is you would know what that pain is um, or several pain centers. So paint a graphic picture of the pain or problems that the vending operator is experiencing. Credibility. Your qualifications for solving the problem. What's your credibility, right? What makes you an expert in solving my problem? Solution. Specifically hint at how you can provide them with an answer to their problem. Gain. Explain the benefits that every operator will experience by buying, by taking your product and paying for that service month after month after month. Impact. Illustrate the difference those benefits will make in the operator's organization. Emotion. Describe how the benefits will make the operator feel. Now, don't get stupid on me here. This is a real 
important point. Right? People buy in general, people buy on emotion and they justify with logic. Prove. Provide the evidence that support your claims through examples or stories. We've all got those. But dear Lord, do not use ones that you've used back in the 80s. Something that is more real-time, um, something that operators will actually say, oh my gosh, really? He's using your product? I better call him, find out how his experience is with that product. So, prove evidence that support your claims through examples or stories. Money, how many options are there to buy? Risk, remove any remaining doubts that they might have by removing the risk. Remove any remaining doubts they may have by removing that risk. That's an important conversation to have. And last, close. Summarize, reiterate the key points, and ask for an appointment other than where they're standing today because you're assuming they have time to see you. If you're lucky, they may, but what you're really doing is asking for the privilege of, of meeting with them at some future date. Appropriate next step after a show or that event. It's a lot of information today. That's all the time I have. I'll see you again next week for episode four of the Resilience Podcast. In the meantime, I'll leave you with this. There is only one boss, the customer, and he can fire everybody in the company from the chairman on down simply by spending his money somewhere else. Sam Walton. Have a great week. If you're in Destin, Florida, enjoy the warm weather. Be kind to one another. Don't forget to spend two minutes of your day and think about El Paso and Dayton and the horrific tragedy this past weekend. Take care of yourselves. Be kind to one another.